Hey everyone, in this conversation, Mia and I discuss how yin and yang ought to work in concert together, but instead, they are often placed in opposition. Type A, Type B, Republican, Democrat, left brain and right brain, order and chaos, religious and secular, all of these are false dichotomies because these things are not opposed if you use them properly. They are only placed in opposition to one another when pathologized. We hope you enjoy. Okay, so we were just talking about how how yeah. men in a cooking <laughs> right. example are the ones who are going to follow the recipe to a tea. One cup of this, exactly two tablespoons of that, teas with blah, blah, blah. And I related it to uh, Plato's Republic of where he was like, you know what? <clears throat> men or civilization needs this. You're going to have to give them uh, this way of life, tell them how to live. This one's a farmer, this one, you know, so there's no confusion. They just know from the beginning. And so they're going to need examples, so we need to create heroes, even mythology for them to believe in, teach them that sense of their children of different gods to believe in so that they have examples saying, oh, those people also did these same things like me. And so then there's not going to be uh, any unhappiness because they have a god or gods to look to. And what, what he was doing is trying to make a good civilization, a utopia, by giving what they believed humans needed Exactly. Instead of trying to uplift the actual human. Yeah, if you think about how this should go, right, with cooking or anything else, but that's a perfectly good analogy. You don't get the recipe out and say, oh, I need the quarter cup measure and I need the third cup measure and I need a tablespoon measure and a half tablespoon. Like, come on, you can, what I have always done, and I've watched your mother cook. She's a very good cook. I've watched her do this too. You just kind of look at the recipe and take inspiration from it. And then you, you estimate the, the amounts, you know, you use it, you use your intuition. Like if the recipe is the map, then your intuition fills in the gaps for you. And that's when you really make that recipe come alive. I actually, as you know, have, we recently did a cookie recipe that, I mean, big deal, but hey, small victories, right? And we fudged a couple things in there. No pun intended. You know, we, um, we, we kind of messed with it a little bit to get the measurement because we didn't follow the recipe exactly right. and it it's, made it so much better. So yeah. that's actually when the magic happens is when you mess with it a few times and try it a few different ways and, and you can improve upon recipes that way. And that's what true cooks do. Real cooks, there's no way Gordon Ramsay or whoever is, is back there like, you know, with his quarter cup measure out. There's just no way, no way at all. Uh, but that's not to say he probably doesn't use recipes. He probably flips through and draws inspiration. But this is what women tend to do, right? And more yin men, like actually that's a pretty yin job right there. I would say Gordon Ramsay probably cook, is pretty, a, pretty good cook, a anyway. really good, that's art, right? Anything on the creativity side, the art side mm -hmm. is more yin, mm -hmm. more, I, I don't want to say female in the same way that yang right. isn't exactly male. Cause there are lots of, you know, and that was a point you were about to make a minute ago. You were saying, uh, because I was coming down the same way that, you know, men always try to turn everything into like, are, you're such reductionist. You want everything to be a formula. And you parried back to me that women do it just as much. And that's, not untrue. See, because we've got to have this separation between there's kind of the archetype of femaleness and maleness or the archetype of yin and yang. But do it but to embody that, you know, women have had to live in a male world for thousands of years. No doubt we have bred women to be yang. Like men wonder these days why we've got such hard charging women. You guys did this, men, because mm -hmm. you turned everything into a formula that you go from to work from nine to five, and we've got religion you worship like this, and then we fight about how what details are going to differ between the religions because this is how God wants it, and it's total yang. You guys did this for thousands of years. You've made women 
have to live within your rules or else what happens evolutionarily? We die off. All the yin women have died. All the yin men have died except these few. And we always kind of mention the, the biggies that come to mind. Like I'm a huge fan of, um, who's that British guy? Oh my goodness. I listen to him. Russell Brand. I oh, listen yeah. to him all the time. He's very balanced. Duncan Trussell is very balanced. Joe Rogan is oddly kind of a little bit balanced. He didn't used to be. Well, compared to it's how he was 10 years ago. Listen yeah. to his podcast from 10 years mm -hmm. ago. He was this macho, blah, 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 trying to fit that whole bill. And now he's become so much more liberal. You know, to be more open and allow these influences to come in from your subconscious mind. Yeah, uh, Jung, Carl Jung was very yin. You know, these men who are, which shockingly JBP, a lot of his influence came from Jung. But I listen to him and I see it pure yang. Now I think it's a goose Well, he was more yin before. He's going the opposite He's direction. going the opposite way. He has become way more formulaic. The things that made us all fall in love with JBP was that he was kind of emotional. Remember all those videos of him crying and he was so in touch with himself and he had this pure-hearted desire for to see the country change. And now he's banded together with these right-wing fascists. He's gone the way of the yang. That is for, where the pathologized yang, I should say. Because yeah. by the way... There's a way to do yin well, right. like these men I bring up, Terrence McKenna and Russell Brand and, uh, and Duncan Trussell. There's a way to do yin where you preserve your masculinity. There's a way to do yang as a woman yes. where you can preserve your uh, creativity yin and, and, and yang artistic. are not inherently evil yeah. by themselves. When you're no longer the artist and you're now just a formula, and that's what JBP is trying to remember. We were talking earlier this morning about how he, he has demonstrably turned it into a formula. I mean, he basically just is saying, saying it, you know, spelling it out because he was speaking to that new musician, Oliver Anthony. And Oliver Anthony is saying, he said this to JBP's face, which is such a call out, but he obviously, I don't know whether he intended it in a pointed way, but JBP has way changed since 2017 when he came on the scene. So certainly JBP should have taken this as a, a personal affront because it applied to him. But Oliver said, you look at these celebrities and the thing that everybody fell in love with them for changes and it sours once they step into that celebrity status because they're changed by their celebrity and usually in a really bad way and that's happened to jordan b peterson um but of course jbp not understanding and not having a modicum of self-reflection he just agrees with them and you know but you know then he starts going on and on about uh, how uh jbp did about how everything needs to just people just need to do this and need to do that and he's got this formula again we go back to the cooking example he thinks that the formulation of a person, the recipe for a, a happy person goes quarter cup this and half a cup that. And he thinks it's a formula. It absolutely can't be, won't be, and will never be. In the beginning, they have this pure hearted desire just to see human flourishing and happiness. But then they start reducing that into a formula. And mm -hmm. what do you have then? A religion. Doesn't matter whether you call it a religion. It's a religion. It's just another, we, the world already has too many cults here. We got to stop it with turning everything into a formula. What we have to be comfortable with is just understanding that Sometimes, like you can use the analogy, like driving a car, the gas and the brakes. You can't just say, oh, well, here's the formula. Uh, at 9 a.m., you hit the gas. And then at 10 a.m., you hit the brakes. No, you have to use your vehicle and f conform your driving to whatever the circumstances will call for. And no doubt there are recipes in terms of what you may see. Like recipes are good for mapping things out just generally, like just a loose skeleton outline of maybe what you could expect. But when you're sitting there in that cockpit and you're actually in the air, you don't want a formula or a recipe. You want to allow your intuition to tell you which knob does what and when you press this button and blah, blah, That's blah. Right. 
So that's maybe yeah. a better analogy. That's kind of the argument between letting AI fly fighter jets. There you go. Talking about it, it will never be the same as human intuition. At least I say never. So then, not tell right me now. why men tend to, or people who are women do it to anybody mm -hmm. of a very yang, like formulaic right. mindset. These very reductionist, analytical types, left brained, right? Oh, why do they always try to tell you exactly, tell you exactly how it's supposed why. to be? I'll tell you exactly why. It's because they find situations where a little bit more yang tends or seems to improve the situation. And then what do they do? With that minor success, they cult it. And they say, oh my gosh, this made this thing a little bit better. That means a lot more of it should make it a lot better. Yeah. And then they cult it and it becomes a religion. Christianity did the same thing, even Buddhism. When Buddha died, he, he told everyone, please don't worship me. You know, don't do anything. And as soon as he died, they ripped his body apart into little pieces and yeah. made temples and out of his finger it's and his true. toenail. And There's the temple of the tooth. Yeah, exactly. Literally Buddha's tooth. Exactly. In, and I think, Sri Lanka. Yeah. Come on. So that's what happens. Yang the, the, is very attractive because of that type of thing. It seems that order makes it better. And that's what happened to JVP. Jordan B. Peterson, I, I by the way. I just hear soldiers marching when you say the word order, and it yeah, creeps me exactly. out. I see swastikas. Well, that's because what it's that's what it's turned into our entire civilization. You know, you just say about. the exact word. I, I'm sorry, I'm really glomming onto Jordan B. Peterson. Mm -hmm. He just he really upsets me because I actually really liked him in the beginning. I really mm -hmm. did. I and in the beginning, he was calling himself a classical liberal, which, as we know, is more of a euphemism for a modern day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> conservative. But at least he was trying to portray himself as moderate and I bought into it almost for a minute. I almost thought he might have been a moderate, yeah. but nope, he, no, he's not. Um, order is his favorite word. Mm -hmm. Do you know that? He's actually got books, like maps of meaning and everything is order this and, and we've got to defend against chaos, the chaos monster. He even calls it, I think he goes all the way back to like Enlil and Enki and freaking uh, Gilgamesh. Yeah. He has to go all the way back to when we divided the light from the dark and we have to get rid of the dark forces of chaos. See, Does he not see that duality is a balance? That's doing exactly that what I just Everything on the light, everybody's so scared of the boogeyman, right? That comes out of the darkness. The darkness is also, by the way, you idiots, where, at, where all our potential comes from. Do you know what's in the dark to you right now? What's gonna happen to you tomorrow and a year from now? That's that darkness, out of that beautiful darkness, comes your potential and what's going to unfurl to you and manifest in its beautiful array in your life. Everything that comes from the dark is amazing. We can't have the light without the dark. You have to have both. We've talked about how yin can be done well or taken out of control. Yang can be done well and taken right. out of control. And so can the political parties. I don't think we need to, I think we need to get away from calling ourselves politically this or that yeah. because either one can be taken well out of hand. Compl Liberalism or conservatism right is actually fighting for the little man. Now everybody now is making that claim. Oh, you vote blue and you're voting for the little man. Oh, you vote red. You're. But really with, with all the interests that are aligned right now, it's like, who was it? Uh, was it Bertrand Russell or somebody who said that, um, you don't actually have to have a conspiracy when, oh, I think it was George Carlin, the comedian, actually. He said, you don't have to have, everybody talks about conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. No such thing. You don't have to. It's not that complicated. You don't have to have a conspiracy where, where interests naturally align. This is easy, people. There's not a conspiracy on both sides, blue and red, by the way. It's just that they all have their interests aligned. They've got their paychecks coming in. They've got the revolving door of all these lobbyists and, and going in on both sides. Nobody is actually vying the for the little The truth is man. already terrible And that's enough. why I actually am a really big fan of this Oliver Anthony guy. I think, I don't know whether he's declared, whether he's on the right or the left, but he is his entire song. What's, the, what's it called again? Richmond North of Richmond or something yeah. like that. It's like a 
it, it's an anthem to the little guy and how we are being stomped on from both sides of yeah. the eye. Or that's how I hear it. I don't know whether he has a political alignment, but I know and you know that it's coming from both sides because here's what happens, right? There's an African proverb that says that when elephants fight, it's the grass that gets trampled. That's right. We are being the grass right trampled, yeah. you and I, from both. And when are we all going to get it through our heads? Voting a certain way is not going to do the trick. Yes, I do believe there is a lesser of the evils and I do align blue. That's obvious. But that's not going to save the day. That may be so given over. Both sides are so venal, so it, given to corruption. It, none of it is the answer. I, none of it is the answer. At this point, the grass just has to fend for itself. You move out to, you know what we did? We moved out mm -hmm. to the country, got off the grid. We don't want to be, ta we want our carbon footprint to be zero. We don't want to be part yeah. of the problem. And that's just because I want my conscience to be married to itself at night so that I can rest. Right. You know, I I'm just trying to fend for myself here. I feel like, uh, back to the example of, of Plato's Republic, I, I hesitate to say, to say that he was trapped in that same ideology because I almost, looking at it now, I, I almost can imagine that he was making this example to show people how ridiculous it would have to be because it was ridiculous. You think he was making a parody of his He went on and on and on about all the little things that would have to be done to make people happy. And now that I'm looking at it again... You hope it's, it's a parody. Yes, because it was ridiculous, <laughs> the detail that he had to go into. It's like, oh, and then there's going to be people who want this, so we better do this and this and this. Oh, and that means that these people are going to want so we better do this and this. And I feel like he never, and he never tried to establish a, a commune or something like that. He was mm -hmm. just saying, I think it, it must have been some type of, because he always talked like that. He wouldn't tell people what to do. He would, through example, through their responses, tell them what it would require to make the world well. that they think. Because he would ask his companions in that story, so what do you think about this? What would they need? Well, then they're going to have to have this. I, it, I think it was a huge joke. And you made me think of something else. Once again, life lessons that can be learned through ranching and farming. Okay. The balance between yin and yang, order and winging it, so well, to speak. Well, yeah. So look, we and know intuition. that we have to every day water this or that plant, right? Of course. That's an order thing. Yet, every day you go out there and what are you doing? We're looking at the plants. Sometimes this one is showing maybe a phosphorus deficiency or a you know, calcium, this, it, we look at the leaves, we look at the soil, we feel, we, we, yeah, we smell. Yeah, a plant sings a certain song. There's no instruction saying every 14 days add this or yeah, that. You just know. You have to look and use your intuition. You know what's and, crazy? And put, it's it's actually deeper than that. Now, yeah. here's where I get religious, okay, because gardening is my religion, is really? so I have to <laughs> apologize. Or I will genuflect before the plant. But I actually, there is a certain worshipfulness to it, really. I like, I really do. I, I spiritually, I love, I initiate, um, it's like a radio wave. I'm sending a love to the plant and it's either sending it back or it's sending me a vibe that like, I'm sick. I need mm -hmm. this. I need that until our vibes match until our love is circulating. Like it's an actual beautiful, it's a song. I don't know what else to say. It's so gorgeous. I never, and I've been part of many religions, including political ones, because those are religions too. And because uh, we cult with everything, we insist on culting with everything and drawing it down to a formula. It's very reductionist. You know what's expansive though? You know what's not reductionist? Gardening. It has been my salvation. It makes me believe again that life is worth living because every day is a new day. I don't, I'm rubbing my hands together. As I walk outside, what am I going to find? Mm. How are my animals? Because it's the same vibe. Yes. I love them. They know I love them. That's why their meat tastes different when I eat them. But I still love them <laughs> because they get a it's nice true, three, four years of happiness until. Yes. And then, you know, 
obviously there's this Darwinian thing where you actually do need to thin the herd. So honestly, we're doing a favor at some point because we only eat the boys and otherwise there'd be inbreeding and fighting anyway. So it's good. It's all beautiful. Farming is a beautiful thing, but it's a dynamic thing. It's You cannot apply. It resists your formulation. Right. You try in your hubris to bring a formulation or a recipe to farming, you will be dashed to pieces. And I love that. I love that religion, I'm, I'm sorry, my religion, gardening, yeah. is, is <laughs> yeah, <don't> bigger. Religion. <laughs> it's is my, my uh, I want to make the sign of the holy eggplant or something, but they, um, the, the, they are bigger than I am. They're so much bigger than I am. I have to bow before, I have to concede my smallness in the face of this whole thing farming and ranching and mother nature how about all the forces of there are you know mountain lions out there you step out and you don't know what you're going to encounter that day and there's a certain humility that comes with that that makes me feel so happy like i want to believe that the world is bigger than my ability to, that, that i'm well matched that because this is a playground that is inexhaustibly large for me that I could live out all of my years on this planet and still there will be surprises still in store for me. Gardening, farming, ranching makes me feel that way. Nature makes me feel that way. You know what doesn't make me feel enlarged anymore? Uh, Jordan B. Peterson, politics. Yeah. I, all of this stuff is so religion, definitely religion. It's so reduction. It makes you feel like you're in a cage. That's the opposite sensation. <laughs> it's a cage. So think about... They put you in this little sandbox, right? Like you're a toddler. Really, it is intellectually like you're a, they're, they're pandering to you, you know? They're patronizing you. And then they're taking your money for, it, for, for all that patronizing. Anyway, they put you in this little intellectual sandbox and say, here you go. Here's a couple little toys to chew on and play with. And you feel like a child inside of religion. And you feel this sense of loss. Loss for like, that, that there's not going to be enough for you here. So what do you do? And you don't know where else to go because right. then you go shop around and try to find some other religion and they're all just as reductionist and small. Yeah. So then you lose hope. But what people need to understand is there is the true religion out there and I'm telling you, it's the cult of the eggplant. <laughs> well, I was about to say, if you can learn more from staring at a cantaloupe or an eggplant than going to a church or listening to somebody's podcast, there's something wrong with those podcasts or those churches. It's true. And uh, I would just, yeah, I, I would say that, the, once again, the reason why everything that you just said is true is because of a seeking out a balance. And we'll just use the terms yin and yang again. It really is balance. It might feel like it's hyper yin just because we live in such a yang world right now. But look at the polar opposite of all yin gardening. I think over loving your plant would be hyper yin. For example, mm -hmm. um, you know, all those, um, what were we buying forever? The seaweed and, seaweed yeah. okay. and the, um, the humic acid and the acidifier. To, to go out there and over love your plant and become the helicopter mom to that plant is to be over yin. I to do that. yin improperly is to give way too much. Mm. I, now, I tend to do that. I'm not virtue signaling that I'm a great mother. I actually do actually concede that this is a problem with my parenting. I love my kids a little... Uh, not not too much. You can't love too much. I love them in a way that manifests um, overwhelmingly. Like that, a feeder. Or a, yes. Yeah. Okay, there Enabler. you go. It, there you go. Now we're getting in there. Like these, we've all seen that. Now you're reminding me of that show on TLC, that 600-pound life. And it's mm -hmm. always, you, you, at first glance, on every single episode is the same, right? Invariably, there's going to be this person. It's going to be somebody behind the scenes. Now, they're not mobile. So obviously, there's an enabler. That's loving someone not too much, but loving them in a way that is overwhelming them, right. that, that is inappropriate to what they need. How about that? Is that, that a good, it's good interpretation? That's actually damaging. That's damaging mm -hmm. them. You also see it with, if you ever watch that show, Intervention, similar problem, 
But now what you have are drug addicts. And invariably, every time. And you really catch a pattern on these episodes that it's like, oh, wow, what not, how not to be a parent or a right. spouse? Because usually the enabler is a parent or a spouse. And it's like, they always say the same thing and they're weeping into the camera and they're saying, I know that she's on heroin and that it's going to kill her, but she gets the shakes and she looks so sick. I've got to help. So they help, I'm air quoting that, by giving them drugs for the, every new day right, they provide. Right. The, it's not that they plan to. They don't, they don't say, okay, for the next year, they fail to plan. And then whatever the situation calls for, they, their hearts bleed in a way that they're not yeah. able to erect that order. That's when you would want a little bit of yang I do and like, boundaries yeah. and say something like, look, I, I will give you half a dose of heroin. Or, you know, you figure something out to, to bring some order into the picture because overly yin is not chucking that plant out there, that seedling, and just letting it die. It's the opposite. You're putting every fertilizer you can think of. You're overloving it to where you're going to kill it. I like that example better, actually. You have I to let it I was, fend for itself a bit, right. too. Right? I was trying to do the example of order versus non-order. But what you're saying is also a form well, of non-order. Well, order versus chaos. And right. chaos can be interpreted a number of ways. Chaos is definitely when you're that uh, spouse who's bringing your, um, y your, your partner like six McDonald's meals a day. Right. That's chaos right. You're, to the body. Think what that body's taking in, right? Don't think of it from the standpoint of just like feeding an addiction. Right. Think of what that, that person's cells are screaming, no more McDonald's, please. That's chaos. They can't handle it. They can't process it, right? So that's order versus No, it's true. Chaos. And if you did the same thing with our seedlings out there, you would literally burn the root Love system them to by death. adding too much nitrogen or right. this or you that. You have to because, know when oh, to let them. Same thing. This worked really well, so I'm going to go ahead and... If it worked a little bit, did it's a gonna lot, work then time a lot is going to work. You know, it's, and that's not how it works. Yeah. No, it's definitely too. We all love the analogy. I know we've heard this one, so it's overdone. I'll shut up in a minute. But you know, these uh, everybody knows when you plant little treelings, little um, saplings, right? That you actually don't want to prop them up too much. Some people construct these elaborate defenses because the, they the don't want. the wind can't move them at all. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But what happens as the wind bends it back and forth and back and forth? It 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 uh, introduces this elasticity to it, but also strength and uh, resilience yeah. to the plant that they're going to be able to hold up in, in the right. storms in their future. So it actually helps them in their growth. Um, I'm sure that our muscles, and we can make some analogy to the body too, because I'm sure. sure our bones and muscles obviously atrophy if you sit around all day. So there's a, you want to use them and, and exert pressure against them and challenge them, but you don't want to over-challenge them. So yeah. everything's a balance. But all we're getting at here is that yin and yang is a balancing act, and you can't reduce it to some kind of formula. And to do so infantilizes us all. Like, we are not children that have to be given so much order that we have no room where the influence can come in edgewise. Intuition comes in the picture in cooperation with our own surroundings. I feel like such a, I look back on my years inside of religion, and I pity that girl because she was kept a toddler perpetually. I was like a 12-year-old mentality until I was like, well, probably about four years ago, three, four years ago. That's sad to me. I could have been growing up that whole time and learning. Remember Wordsworth, how he talked about his scanty plot of ground? Mm -hmm. Has everybody, is everybody familiar with that one? Because that one is so good. It's nuns fret not at their convent's narrow room, and hermits are contented within their cells, and students in their pensive citadels, maids at the wheel and weaver at his loom, sit blithe and happy. Bees that can soar far, high as the highest peak of furnace fells, will murmur by the hour in foxglove bells, which is a little flower. So blah, 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 all he's saying is, um, in sundry moods, he says, I also have bound myself into a scanty plot of ground type of thing, where it's like we willingly, thinking that we're helping ourselves out, exert too much order on our own lives. And before we know it, we're in a prison of our own making. And we don't know how to get out. Why? Because we are our own uh, jailer. You know, how do you 
How do you overcome that little paradox? And how do you get out of that? There are so many ways to paint yourself in the corner that we can't look at each other and see that it's the same yang influence bearing down on us and oppressing us. In summary, yin when pathologized cripples with overlove. Yang when pathologized starves us of creativity and freedom. Our world now is overly yang, meaning we feel limited and confined. When we place ourselves willingly in these cages or these plots of scanty ground, our oppression may look different in the same way that Wordsworth's nuns and students and weavers and maids all confine themselves differently. But it's the same confinement we're all feeling. Despite our ability to change our formulations, we find ourselves pathologically confining ourselves to our little recipes and then anxiously fearing novelty or change. The yin and the yang work together. When we place in opposition that which ought to be used dynamically and collaboratively, then we stifle diversity instead of leaning into the sort of multiplicity that makes room for all of these different ingredients that factor into the recipe of abundant life.